You're listening to Valley Edition. I'm Kathleen Schock. TED Talks, the popular videos about ideas worth spreading, invited Fresno's Irma Olguin Jr. to take the stage this year to share her ideas about how to connect people from marginalized communities to training and jobs in the tech industry. It's work she champions as a co-founder of Bitwise Industries, and from the TED stage, she shared its formula for success. Here's our conversation about her experience telling the story of Bitwise to a global audience. So I definitely want to get to the content of your TED Talk, but before we get there, you know, I have to ask the million dollar question, which is, what was it like when you got that call inviting you to the TED stage? And, and what was that process like preparing for it? The, the entire thing was an experience. I mean, obviously you'll never forget it, but it's also like really important for me, at least, like there's this question running through your head, like, is this what it's like for, you know, the big names out there that you know and recognize all the time? Or is this TED specific, right? How, how much of this experience is like just the TED way? And I think that, you know, over time realizing that like TED really does have a very specific way that they do things was it made it even better in many ways, right? Because these talks that you think about, like lots of folks that you talk to, they've got like a favorite TED talk or a favorite set of TED talks. And you, your, my brain at least instantly goes to, how do they do that? <laughs> how do they make right, that right. happen? Um, and so to sort of see behind the curtain for a second, like I'm, you're having two experiences at once. There's the person that's going through it and absolutely wants to do a good job and get a message across. And then there's the person who's deconstructing the entire thing the whole time, asking themselves like what made, you know, Brene Brown, Brene Brown, and what made Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert, and, you know, and on and on of these just like superstardom talks that, that you know, and think about there's almost dinner table conversation. So it was wild. It was wild to try to do both things at once. I think the the engineer in me just wants to know how things work um, and to see how curated TED is and how much thought and effort goes into every tiny piece. It's just impressive all the way around. It's just impressive. And then what was that weekend like? You were in Monterey, right? I was in Monterey. So you're actually there for almost a solid week participating in things. There's um, There are folks to meet, there are luncheons, there's practice sessions. And so when you... Find out that you're you're going to give a TED talk. You're assigned a coach, and this person helps you sort of develop the talk in a way that they they sort of know what's going to resonate with the audience, um, and they kind of also know what's a you know what are good things to highlight, what are bad things to highlight in terms of um, uh, how the world will receive it, right? To so let's not forget that the TED audience is a worldwide audience, and so for example talking about what we're doing only in terms of Fresno and Bakersfield, um, that's not going to resonate across the globe. And so they help you with things like that. And so you get through developing the speech, which is many months long. Um, and then when you're there at TED, which was like, like you said, in Monterey, where it all began, uh, where TED began, there are practice sessions with like actual speech coaches that you can go to where they tell you, hey, don't move your hands like this, or hey, your eyebrows are doing something weird. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, or it's distracting when your feet do this specific thing. And so you kind of get 
pulled apart in many ways, but it's in the most encouraging possible way because that's the other piece to this is that the folks who are there largely are just regular people who are absolutely terrified out of their minds. Uh, and meaning the folks who are giving the talks and you can see the nerves and everybody is there to be supportive and helpful and like, hey, you can't screw this up. We're going to edit it so you look great, right? Like, so, <laughs> so it's a very, very supportive environment, but it's also a very tough one because you can just, the, the feeling is palpable that people are just out of their shoes scared. I mean, just you describing it is making my blood pressure rise. I cannot <laughs> imagine how, what it must've been like. So let's talk about your talk specifically. Um, you know, you really use this opportunity to show the world what the model is that Bitwise Industries is built upon. And, and I'm not, you know, not that this is proprietary information. As an organization, you've always been very transparent. You can find all this information on your website. But bringing it to the TED stage, as you said, to this global audience is a, another level of exposure. What was your intent? Because it, 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 it felt to me almost like a bit of a challenge for other communities to take this model that you developed and, and replicate it in other places in the world. Yeah, I think, you know, in the beginning, you just want to give a good talk, right? But then you, after that sinks in and you're, you recognize that you're about to have this opportunity, then you really do have to decide, well, what do I want to say, right? What are, what do I want folks to come away with? And for me, candidly, I think the last couple of years have felt in some ways hopeless or really frustrating from, a, you know, from a political perspective, from just like the way that we think about other human beings and how, you know, it, it, the world is an unfair place. That's what it has been feeling like to me for a while. And what I really wanted was to take some of that power back, both for myself and the company, but also these communities that, you know, in the last couple of years have just really been devastated, whether, you know, the federal government, the local government, or a, a pandemic is coming, knocking on your door, talking, you know, telling you how hard your life might be. I really wanted to help us feel differently about that and that we have some power. Um, that if we were to just focus on some specific things, we can change some of those pieces. And collectively, if we did that all at once, we can change the world. Yeah, I was really curious about how the pandemic has shaped Bitwise. And as so many of us are reimagining what our professional lives are going to look like, what, where we want to live, how we want to live in light of, you know, everything we've been through, um, through the pandemic and through sort of the racial reckoning of, of um, 2020. Are you seeing um, increased interest in people who are looking to change career paths and go into tech or, or explore their options? Mm. I would say even beyond going into tech, the, the trend that we're seeing, this began a couple of years ago is that folks really want to work on something that matters to them. Um, and I think that we, the pandemic among other things has accelerated that feeling to a fever pitch such that some people are just saying, you know, I, I don't want to do the job I was doing before either because the company I was working for didn't make me feel valuable or I didn't feel like I belonged or the very specific things that I work on, you know, aren't having the impact in the world that I want to see happen. And so, you know, there's this, the great resignation that is happening currently. And thankfully Bitwise has been protected by, from 
really all of that. Um, but this, I want to work for a company that cares where I experience belonging and that where I can grab a bit of purpose. Um, that's a really, really big deal. And we have been really fortunate to have, to have focused on that since our inception. And so these things now, when folks come and they want to, you know, interview or be a part of what we're doing, it really is that sense of belonging and the work, the impact on human beings that they are reaching for. And um, I think we're going to see more of that. I don't think we're anywhere close to the end of that being true. I think we're experiencing a, a cultural shift, a cultural movement where the desire to do something that matters takes center stage when folks are making decisions for themselves professionally. You know, one of the things that you said in the talk is that Bitwise did not develop a new way to teach JavaScript. You just focused a lot more on the things that prevent people from learning it. And, and as I was listening, as I was, as I was watching, it struck me that that's a lesson that could be applied to any educational setting. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what you have learned as you've gone along the way about how to remove those obstacles that keep people from learning. Well, so much of how we have talked about success stories or the successful period in society is really based on the outstanding, right? The person who overcomes, um, including my own story, right? We have really talked a lot about in the last, you know, five or six years at Bitwise about my story and where I came from. And, and, and we really wanted to get away from that because if we really sort of peel apart how these stories come to be, it really comes down to the space that's made in a person's life, giving them the opportunity to focus or practice. And you're right, it's not just technology skills, it's anything, right? If if you wanna be outstanding at anything, people will tell you again and again, well, you need a number of hours of practice to be an expert. Well, how are you gonna chase down those hours when you're trying to put food on the table, right? When you're trying to put gas in the tank, when you are, you know, potentially um, coming from a generational story of struggle, where do those hours come from? And so if we think about that, if we can remove those stumbling blocks out of the way, then the road becomes a little bit more smooth for somebody to just focus and practice for a little while so that they can decide if this thing is going to be for them, or maybe it's not, and they need to try a new thing. Um, It seems overly simple, but we have seen again and again, and I'm not talking about dozens, hundreds and thousands of folks now who have come through programs. And if we can make space in a person's life to practice and focus, they can get good at nearly anything um, and decide for themselves if they want to spend their time doing that thing. Before I let you go, I'd love to hear a little bit about the future of Bitwise Industries and particularly what's happening in the physical spaces as we hopefully are moving toward the waning days of the pandemic. Uh, You know, I know that you have expanded uh, beyond Fresno into Bakersfield and Merced and Oakland and Toledo. Um, What's happening with with those expansions, particularly in Bakersfield? We're really excited about expanding um, into Bakersfield, opening up buildings there for the first time. Um, The city of Bakersfield and Kern County in general has been really, really receptive and welcoming to what we are working on. We actually um, just announced uh, the Ignite Innovation Lab, which is a business incubator, technology business incubator, to help more diverse entrepreneurs in the Bakersfield area launch businesses. 
And it's just one of many things that we're doing in what we call underestimated cities, because the idea here is to invite folks to an industry or to the most exciting segments of our economy where they've maybe not received that invitation before and then treat them as though they belong in that industry. For us, that's what expansion really represents. It's a greater reach to more people who are gonna receive an invitation to a thing that they belong in. Um, and that we've seen as transformative, whether we're talking about Fresno, Toledo, Bakersfield, or anywhere else in the United States. Well, I've been talking with Irma Olguin Jr., co-founder of Bitwise Industries. Irma, thank you so much for being on the show and congratulations on the TED Talk. Thanks for having me.